0: Welcome to Indian Music Podcast, episode 334, Digital File Piracy. Do you care? This morning, Matt and I get together and we talk about digital files, watermarking, creating demos, and thoughts on protecting your digital files from piracy. Enjoy the show.
1: Hi and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist, and Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Morning, Doug. Hey, good morning. How's it going?
0: It's going good. You were up early this morning.
1: I was up early this morning.
0: <laughs> uh, up well, I had him.
1: Yeah, I, I got I got half of the. Who Castle the hell is Blastering. Adam anyway? What's that?
0: Who the hell is Adam anyway?
1: Adam. Up and Adam. Up and Adam. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great running, uh, running joke in a, in a Simpsons episode where, where that character who's uh, supposed to be like Schwarzenegger was playing this comic book character whose signature line was up and at him because he was like nuclear man. But he would always say <laughs> up and at them. And it's kept trying to get him to say, no, it's up and at him. Up and at them, <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just couldn't get it. That was pretty funny. Anyway, yes, I was up finishing last week's podcast because uh, it wasn't done. Yeah, yep, things happen. <laughs> things happen. It's funny. I just forgot to ask. I thought that oh, Doug must have not gotten to it and uploaded the file because it was Labor Day weekend, too busy, and then I just forgot to ask you. And you were like, I don't know why Matt's not done it, because I uploaded the file. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just the wrong folder. I just uploaded it to the wrong place. It (laughs) was a kind of a
0: comedy of errors thing. It kind of was. Yeah. Anyway,
1: long story short, I was up at six o'clock finishing that.
0: (laughs) And the the show will go on.
1: And the show will go on. It has gone on. It has gone on. It is going on. It's currently going on. Yeah. What did we talk about last week?
0: Um, uh, learning resources, learning it?
1: resources. We talked about, um, Patreon and Kajabi and, and Slack groups. And yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting chat.
0: Yeah, it was. And listeners and viewers, you should go check that one out.
1: Definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I had some interesting, um, and interesting, uh, discussion earlier this week that I kind of wanted to bring up, okay. but, uh, and it was around. The, posing the question, how do I protect my uh, my digital music files from piracy, you know? And yeah, that's I, I an think it's a really one. good question and probably uh, uh, has come across most uh, creators' minds at, at one point or another, if you're creating music or whatever, audio files, you know, let's talk about audio files because that's sure. kind of where we're at, but um, it could be any digital file video and things like that as well. But, right. um, you know, and, and I think just to preface the whole thing is that once you put something up Online, like on your website or somewhere else, and someone is able to listen to it or view it,
1: mm-hmm. it's,
0: it's immediately open to being copied at that sure. point without sure. your permission, you know? And so, uh, you know, the, the short answer is is that you don't have a whole lot of control over what people do with your digital files once they own them,
1: they have them, you know? Right. Which is why I think that a lot of content delivery mechanisms have gotten away from you know they they wanna they wanna paywall stuff they wanna provide stuff streaming so that you don't actually technically own files. I know Apple did that, and um and there's other mechanisms like allowing you to only download it a certain number of times or yeah. have it present on a certain number of uh you know machines or devices right. Right.
0: The thing is even with like uh iTunes or something like that, anytime that you like if you're playing audio through your computer, then that audio is playing through your system audio and right. you can record your system audio. Of course, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's not that hard. Uh, you know, we're kind of doing that right now. Um, well, and yeah. you know, so the idea of of rights management, I think needs to uh, have an understanding that you know yeah yeah please don't share the music that you know that we've purchased here because it's it hurts us but there's you can't really do anything about it you know and so somebody share yeah. you know buys an mp3 maybe legitimately buys an mp3 for from you downloads it and then sends it out to all their friends
1: you know well yeah well okay so remember back before there was streaming before there was digital audio really that we knew of. I mean, there were probably ADAD stuff in the studios, but when cassettes were popular, yeah. and people could home record cassettes, and I myself had a a boombox with dual cassette tapes, and I was constantly borrowing people's albums and dubbing them onto you know, you had a ninety minute cassette, you could put a whole album on one side and then a different album on the other side, yeah, and I did that for years, yeah. Now the record industry knew that and they charged. They they made a special tax for blank cassettes that like Memorex and and uh, TDK they had to pay you you were paying a tax on these X blank cassettes um, to cover the cost theoretically of piracy and they did the same thing with blank CD and DVD media
0: yeah well the thing is though it was it was legal to sure. make a legal. recording of uh of an uh, of of a vinyl that you purchased.
1: As long as you didn't resell it.
0: As long as you didn't resell it. Right. You know? Um, and, and so I used to do that all the time because I had a cassette player in my uh in my car back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh and I wanted to take tunes with me. So I'd create, right. you know, I do albums, create playlists, you know. If oh, yeah. you had never played created a playlist and and uh um and gave that to uh someone you were hoping to date, you know, that you a had mix tape. Patch,
1: you, know, <laughs> you know. Absolutely.
0: You know, uh, you know, making a mixtape was a, uh,
1: it was an art form.
0: It it was, and it was fun. And, uh, you know, you could say, here's all my feelings, you know, and every song, (laughs) you know, this is exactly how I feel
1: about you, you know? Right. Um, it was an art form. I, you know, I'd be there with like a, (laughs) a, a paper and a calculator, just making sure I had the right amount of seconds on each side, you know, like maximizing the amount of space. used. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a trip.
0: And (laughs) it was fun. You know, it was, uh, a, a few hours or more of, uh of recording time you know it was, yeah. it was which i you know obviously I, it, that's the kind of stuff that you and i were like probably going going you know when we look back that that's what started <laughs> me getting here
1: you that know big, that was a big part of it yeah was stuff yeah was you know i mean sure. that's
0: the whole nostalgic thing now is to think uh you know of why uh the enjoyment uh you know in recording and working with media stuff uh that i have now you know yeah but um yeah with that said you know i mean uh I think even iTunes allows you to export to uh, MP3 and stuff like that now from the albums that you've purchased. Yeah, you
1: and know? I used to do. I used to make mixtapes. Uh, well, we called them mixtapes, but they were really mixed CDs. And I used yeah. there, and it was a big deal to have a, a CD player that could read MP3s because you could get a lot more MP3s onto a CD than you could, you know, lossless audio, and um, be able to play those uh, in yeah. car or wherever. Now, so yeah, we was still Did do you
0: that. did you participate in Napster? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did I did too. It was really cool.
1: Napster and LimeWire. In fact, yeah. I just dis- I was just saying yesterday, I discovered so much new music through Napster and LimeWire that I actually bought more CDs during that period than I did during any other period.
0: Yeah. And I was actually on Windows at the time, you know, and so mm-hmm. I had uh what what was that player? Um
1: Winamp. Yeah, Winamp.
0: Boy, that was you great. Could skin
1: it and Everybody was like making winamp skins to customize it because they yeah. spent so much time in it. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um Yeah, good old days, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so okay, so let's let me ask this. So um I was in a meeting this week where somebody said something about okay, I think we're solutioning and we need to get back onto <laughs> problem problem discussions. So very often people get ahead of themselves and start proposing solutions without fully defining the problem. So what what real problem uh, is being attempted to solve with, say, watermarking digital files? Are you preventing it from being shared? Are you preventing it from being released ahead of schedule? Are you preventing artists from um, taking uh, their files and not paying for them? Uh, right. I mean, what's the problem that's being solved?
0: Yeah, I think all that. So if I look at watermarking, so let's say that I want to give you a demo um mm-hmm. of uh, of a mix that you sent me. Yeah. And so uh you know and certainly I do um especially with clients that I have a relationship with uh I just send them the full demo. Yeah. And uh, uh so that they can hear the whole thing. I want them to hear the entire track, you know. Um you can't really assess a master, a 30 second demo. You know, no, you can get an idea, but you can, you, you know, it's, it's, I think it's important to be able to hear the whole song and how, mm-hmm. um, how the, the, the work that I've done, the engineering work, or it could be the mix work, um, you know, plays out along the entire track. And, um, you know, with that said, you know, if there's uh, like new customers or, uh, I'm putting out, uh, maybe a demo that I would like, uh, to be freely available, but mm-hmm. not for someone to take and publish on its own. Okay. Right. And that could be a client, you know, or it could just be on my website or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Then I think watermarking is a good idea, you know, because if they did publish it, it's going to be published with your watermark, and, which in this case is, um, is something that uh, represents your company that's a uh, part of the audio file, you know. So, um, you know, in, in the track, I could, uh, you know, uh, master it at Resonance Mastering. And I have a little audio file that every 30 seconds pops in in mm-hmm. the background, just low. Yeah, And, and, uh, um, and that's an audio watermark. Okay. Right. And uh, pretty similar to, you know, uh, the same paradigm with images and uh, shutterstock or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, uh, you go they to get do images, like the they've cross-hatching
1: got them watching. And then it says yeah. shutterstock on it or i've whatever.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's to keep you from reusing those photos. You know, it allows you really? to see them and, and demo right. them, uh, you know, uh, and see if you want them. But, uh, but it prevents you from uh, being able to to really use them, you know, uh, in your commercial work,
1: you know, yeah, or, to, yeah. or
0: to republish them uh, as your own if they weren't your own kind of thing, right? You know? Because
1: Google Image Search is so easy to do. Um, it's it I think with images, especially when it's so easy to find images and repost them without attribution, which is kind of an ongoing issue with with the internet. But with audio. Um, what i have done in the past is is given just the mp3 and not the lossless high quality audio and you want it to be a high res mp3 so it's it's good enough that they can hear what you did but not mm-hmm. good enough that they can release it as a commercial but i mean yeah yeah there has to be a level of trust there at some point so yeah
0: well i think for for mastering when i think about it and i want to deliver something i want to i want them to hear it as good as it can possibly be yeah and for me. Uh, uh, rendering that out to an mp3 demo just doesn't sit right because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um uh, you know because it's
1: it's it's lossy not the and, rep- yeah it's not the best representation of no i understand
0: no and i want to i want to provide the best representation of my work so yeah so i think in 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 those terms you know watermarking is an effective way to uh to present your work but then also protect it at the same time you know yeah um and you know there were some some other ideas
1: around this I like the idea of making it available to stream, but not download. Like you could use, uh, you could use, I don't know, you could use SoundCloud or you could use a, yeah. um, uh, uh, an all-in-one solution like um, FilePass that actually has, allows you to go back and forth with um, comments and stuff. And then the final file delivery is paywalled, but they can stream and listen to it and make comments. So they could hear the final thing before delivery and just not have it in their digital possession
0: <laughs> yeah uh, but again anything that you can stream to your computer you could pirate um by recording your system audio you
1: know? yeah but then now it starts to feel like costco checking your receipt when you leave it's like there has to be a level of trust with your customer i would think unless yeah. you're strictly well, talking about new customers that it, you don't you know, know it's,
0: a, it, it's where they're, it's not your customer
1: <laughs> right <laughs> you know right.
0: um and, and so i just and i don't think that um you should stop you know, uh, distributing your music by any means, Mm -hmm. I think you should have an understanding that you're, you're going to be giving some music away, uh, to those that they're not your customers. They're not your friends. Um, they don't support you. They just want your music, you know, and they don't want to, and they don't want to pay for it. And sadly there's, that's going to happen, you know? Um, but I think it's also, if you think about it, that's probably kind of a good thing that I was going to say, it must be nice to have you know?
1: people want your stuff so badly that they'll steal yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so
0: yeah, on one side, it's like, man, I, you know, I, I need that support to, um, and it's taking away sales maybe. Um, but you are also, it's, it's marketing for yourself. So if you if your song gets pirated, it's, it's, it's actually still working for you,
1: you know? Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, Walk me through that scenario because from the discussion that I had uh, yesterday, we had I brought a similar topic up in um, the the DIY music chat yesterday about you know who streams, who still collects physical media, and who downloads, you know, who still downloads digital files. Most people are not that I talked to yesterday, or in general, are are not actually physically downloading digital files because it takes up space, and if they have free access to it, because either they've paid for it through a paywall site or um, they have the physical media, then they don't need the digital files taking up space on their device.
0: Yeah. Most often what I'm seeing is like if, if, uh, if an artist um, uh, produces a CD, okay. then the digital files will be available uh, to download freely along with the CD that was purchased. Oh, okay. You know, because, um, you know, I mean, you could also just take the CD and rip those in the MP3s and do it yourself,
1: you know, if you wanted to. <laughs> If you have um, a, if you have a CD player on your computer, which I, I don't anymore, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but if you if you're buying
0: CDs, you probably have a CD player, you know. So um, in the car, yeah. At, w- at which point, if uh, you, you have a uh, still have a cassette deck, you could like tape your CDs, you know. So, <laughs> sure, sure. But uh, um, so that's like one scenario. I think uh, I, I got to think that there's still people out there that um, that enjoy. So okay. I like to uh save streaming music offline. Okay. So, um so that I can uh you know, listen even when I don't have a uh, a, a Wi-Fi or or a tower connection on my phone, you know.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, uh, and I usually will set up um several uh you know, download albums uh to play offline and um and playlists and stuff like that when we go on vacation because you never mm-hmm. know out in the middle of the nowhere. That's um, true. if you're going to have, uh, a, a streaming service or not. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So maybe someone, and I got to imagine there's people out there that don't have or pay for a streaming service, in which mm-hmm. case, uh, you know, if you're just using like the free, uh, you can't, uh, set for listening offline, you know, cause you, cause you can't, uh, um, it's, it's, you get a uh, playlist like the song that you searched for, right. you know, but you can't really listen to the entire album of what you like because then it, it kind of randomizes it into a genre for you. So mm-hmm. you're only getting, and then you can't download it. So if, if you're one of those people that doesn't actually have a streaming subscription, then yeah. MP3s are probably like a really good option for you. Cause you could download MP3s and put them on your phone and then have your MP3 library to listen to wherever right. you want offline. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, I used to do that when I, back when I, when I, <laughs> way back when I had an Android and before I had Spotify, I, yeah, would i mean i have i do have just gigabytes of ripped mp ripped cds my cds or purchase cds on my computer and i would i had a i had a piece of software that allowed me to synchronize select ones to my phone and so i had like you know 20 30 gigabytes of mp3s on my phone and i would just constantly play those playlists um it's kind of pain in the butt to synchronize because it would take forever, but yeah, um,
0: there's definitely, uh, uh, definitely it's more labor intensive to deal with MP3s, you know, and then storage yeah. and, and everything. Yeah. But that might be the only option some people have, you know. So I think there's definitely a market out there for MP3s.
1: Yeah, I want to say that these days, I want to say that a that it's limited, and and b back to the whole Napster thing. I mean, ultimately, apart from people who are maliciously trying to get around a system in a way by preventing people from listening to music that they want to hear, you're kind of punishing the fans or the customers. I think that's kind of my opinion. It's like, you want to listen to this? Well, you can't. I mean, because then you get into who owns what. You know, if I listen to it on the radio or if I listen to it on streaming, do I own the music that I pay for? Or am I renting it? Or is it the property of the the label? Is it the property of the artist? I mean, who, who owns that file ultimately? I mean, Apple's kind of like, you don't own it and we do <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: i i don't know that's what they determined i always had the the like my vinyl collection uh, i've always had the, the feeling that i i own those yes those are those are my physical pieces of uh, of media and mm-hmm. uh, but there's some rules around them you know mm-hmm. so even because i own them doesn't mean that i can uh um, make copies of them and give it to others you know mm-hmm. um uh legally legally and uh and you know i understand that that's fine um yeah. but uh you know uh, sometimes you know love is more important than <laughs> law you know and you got to make that mixtape but
1: <laughs> i'm gonna put that on a t-shirt <laughs> love is more important than law <laughs> but that's a good
0: one. yeah you know i I don't know who owns the stuff. You know, I I guess legally Apple owns the stuff, you know. Uh, that's on iTunes. And um in a you know, in a digital format, it seems a little bit different to me. Yeah. That, you know, uh, as far as owning a file or whatever. And and to be honest, I uh, you know, as iTunes or Spotify or whatever, I I don't, you know, I I mean I I download for offline play, but I still don't have access to those uh like on Spotify, I don't have access to the actual files. You know, mm-hmm. those those are encrypted and and I, um, you know, I can't directly make copies of those in Spotify. Now, iTunes is a little different, you know, where you can, uh, you know, do some exports to, to other file formats and stuff like that. But uh, what is it like AAC and MP3
1: or something yeah. like that? Yeah. AAC is the lossless. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the scenario that got people in an uproar. It was like an iTunes update or they switched to music where people had stuff in their in their itunes library on their computer that they had either purchased previously or that they had ripped from their own cds and put in itunes and then apple said oh we don't have a record of you paying us for this and so now you no longer have access to your own files
0: oh hey I got a, a, I got a story distinct. for you
1: on that yeah. um so um pretty
0: far back uh, maybe like in in 2006 or so someone that neighborhood uh, i bought an album uh mm-hmm. from itunes okay and and it was an album of uh, uh you know uh, you know iTunes files uh, that I had in my iTunes and then somewhere along the lines, the label went under and got bought by a different label, and the copyrights moved over to them, and my music was no longer available to me that I had purchased because it i had I had purchased a copyright from the original label, and so You know, it it just wasn't available in my library anymore. And, uh, you know, so what I did was uh, contacted Apple and they uh, actually went through and uh, uh, we figured out each song that was on that album because that album didn't exist as it uh, it previously did. And then uh, made me like a custom album of those songs and restored them to my library, which I thought that was really cool. But you know, with uh, you know, with that said, um, it is possible that things outside of your control uh, that happen, you know, such as such as that, where uh, copyright holders change, uh, could remove your ability to have rights to the music that you've purchased. But I think Apple did the right thing, and um, you know, and restored that for me. But anyway. You know, so Apple re- Apple restored that for me, and uh, and you know, I got all of my uh, uh, songs back that I had uh, had been missing from uh, that album when the
1: copyright holders changed. I missed the entire story because my network crashed.
0: I know you're going to have to listen to it next week. I'm going to have
1: to listen to it in post.
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen, I was trying to do it seamless so that nobody knew that you actually dropped off. And that's funny. Um, well, I can
1: cut that part out. Funny. And, so,
0: and so I was rambling on. People are like, w- will you stop talking about this? <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, anyway, Matt just left us for a moment. <laughs> quick, quick bathroom break. I was going to say something. Was, I was hoping to hear the story and say something similar happened to me, but um, I'll just have to listen to it later. <laughs> anyway well you can money.
0: say hey go for it here, here wing on it let's see what kind no, of ripping you come up with, with on this and no, i'll let you know if you're like close
1: not even close <laughs> um so yeah so i mean ultimately my point with uh, the whole watermarking thing is make sure you're solving the right problem and yeah. not you know like causing undue friction to, to to fans or whatever yeah
0: you know i i think if it's understood that this is a demo Yeah. And it's watermarked. Who's going to, is someone really going to complain about that? You know? Um, I don't think, I don't think so. You know, because your option is here's 30 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. So, so which one do you like better? I'm happy to give you one or the other.
1: I've had, um, I've had a scenario happen with, uh, with plugins. And this happened on two separate occasions for kind of the same reason. One was, I was listening to a song and uh, a, a mixed playback. And I was like, why is why is the the symbol keep disappearing? And in the other in the other scenarios, why do I keep hearing this weird static noise every few seconds? Oh. and in both cases the, the problem was that I had recently upgraded uh, either my OS or my DAW and had to reinstall everything and missed that there was like one plugin in the system that um needed to be reauthorized right so I didn't, it catch it. It I didn't even world. realize it was <laughs> uh, in the mix in the in the session i didn't realize that plugin was there yeah and one of them the way that they had uh, the way that they get through the demo is that it drops out i think that was ozone drops it drops it turns to silence every 30 seconds or something yeah and the other one played a piece of static every 30 seconds <laughs> and those two completely different scenarios but in, in both cases it was like Having to go find that particular plugin, having to go find that particular code and reauthorizing it, even though all of the other ones were already working for it, yeah, right? It was really like, what am I hearing? Is that is that is that is that outside of the room? What is that noise? <laughs> it uh, that's really annoying. <laughs> um, that is, and I've talked about this before. Kind of a, a kind of a pet peeve with plugins is that every single plugin manufacturer has their own way of authorizing the code. Some of them have a a demon that runs some of them have an app some of them have a the the plugin itself will check in i mean all of these different methods and you have to if you ever upgrade your daw or your computer you kind of have to run through the checklist of okay for ozone i have to run the ozone updater for you know slate i got to run the slate thing for like every single yeah. manufacturer like I, I, i'd like to say i don't have that problem with my outboard gear
0: so yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: In fact, I don't even true.
0: need a computer with it. So. That is
1: true. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's kind of a dream of mine is to actually get to that point where I could decide whether or not to use the computer. Oh. <laughs> Someday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Someday. And then, and then what will you do for watermarking? You'll just have to, like, come in and say. Just have, like, a little microphone. Self, get on there. the microphone. Or the, Master, by <laughs> <resonance>. <laughs> Master by resonance. Master by resonance. This is a demo. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I'll be over there, like, cutting
1: in tape, distribute. you know,
0: and uh so I've got, like, a like hundred little snippets of master resonance and I have to cut in, you know.
1: Yeah, that sounds much better. <laughs>
0: yeah, I wonder how they handled it back then, you know. Probably just, like, limited-length demos or
1: whatever, but... Uh, I don't think they did, because there was no digital distribution, right? Because so people weren't, like, running yeah, is with it with wheels.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, the master tapes are... Yeah, I, I, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, I've read where like the the bands didn't even ever hear this stuff uh, before. You know, they went in and recorded, they got to uh, listen oh, in, yeah. you know, in the rough mix, and after that, they they didn't hear it until the masters were done,
1: until it know? was on the radio.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the the, the uh, I heard they were talking about uh, um, the Who and Pete Townsend, uh, where he was quite involved in a lot of stuff, but uh, but really once it went over to the label um, and hmm. they did their work. They really didn't uh, 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 hear the stuff until it was ready to release the label, which is, it was kind of different, you know, so the client, the artists weren't really involved in the whole production process as much.
1: Um, True. Yeah. They had, you know, you got their producers and they weren't really necessarily separate hats of, you know, engineer. And I mean, uh, like mixing engineer, it was just the engineer and they kind of did the recording and the mixing and all that stuff at once. Yeah. Yeah. Different time. Different time. But anyway, I thought that was, uh, uh, an interesting, uh,
0: conversation and, you know, I think still relevant and, and at least, uh, you know, food for, food for thought. What's a, what, what's your goals on releasing your music, you know, on digital and how do you feel, uh, you know, about, uh, um, music that you have for sale that actually gets distributed without your permission, you know, what, what, uh, what effect yeah. does that actually have on you?
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting because I have actually contacted bands, um, and uh had them just like send me a, a link to their dropbox or whatever that has you know you know you can have an electronic press kit that has you know your photos and stuff and a, and a single but you know i've had them link me to their entire album of you know wave files yeah and been like oh hey thank you for that you know <laughs> and then you know what's to stop me from redistributing it not that i would but um i think i feel like they're they, they can be a little cavalier about that stuff so yeah, I don't. I don't know that everybody. I don't know that everybody's thinking about this. So that's a good point.
0: Yeah, you know, I asked uh, one artist about it, and he was like, "Well, that that's kind of like stealing from the guy sleeping
1: on the curb, you know." So <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they're not making any money anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like robbing the robbing the <laughs> the blind man's cup full of coins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, and that's all part and parcel too, because I think a lot of and that was the kind of the, the point of streaming in Napster was that it, de, it devalues the the files, it devalues the music to the point where everybody thinks it should be free. And then that's a whole nother discussion about you know how much yeah. should, how much is music worth and what what should artists be paid. And
0: but like you said, I, I I my experience and the way I thought was that it increased the value of that music to me, and then was more apt to go out and buy. Um, Uh, in a you know uh, yeah because i wanted it on vinyl or i wanted it on cd or or whatever yeah i agree with that you want the
1: object and i think that's what that's what what changed was that you know when everybody was buying cds because that was the only way you can get the music and they could charge a premium for them people were paying you know 17 dollars for a cd just to get one or two songs that was that was when that was when everybody was just like flush with money yeah but um yeah I, i mean i've said before music is weird in that It's one of the few things that you have to experience before you buy it anyway. I mean, that's how the radio model works is you hear it on the radio 20 times and finally it gets in your your head and then you go buy it. You know, I don't think digital is that different. I think that you don't really enjoy it or want it enough to go spend some money until you've heard it enough times that you decide that you love it. And I think that digital distribution becomes part of that. However, that distribution takes place. Is that trading MP3s? Is that sharing... Your earbud with somebody on the subway, you know, is that uh streaming it on SoundCloud. I don't know. All that's right. interesting. Yeah. Food so. for thought. <laughs> 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 yeah, we we didn't solve the world's problems here today. In, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with,
0: with that said, I've you know, in any full length uh unwatermarked demo I've ever sent to a client, I've never been ripped off,
1: you know. So Yeah, I wouldn't think that you would. Um because you've provided a service and why wouldn't they pay for that? Yeah. I mean, I've heard horror stories, but I feel like they're few and far between.
0: I do, too. And it's all a matter of, uh, you know, I think you develop a relationship with all your clients as much as possible and and work with them. And it's a lot more fun that way, too. Um, I, I enjoy uh, um, all of the non-production conversations I have uh, oh, yeah, with my clients, you know. And and in a lot of cases, uh, you know, we're text messaging each other about odd stuff or just being funny or whatever, um, a lot, you know, and I do this, uh, have the opportunity with, with most of my clients that, uh, that we shared numbers and, and, uh, you know, or Slack or, um, or whatever. And, but yeah, there's always like a, uh, a conversation, which is, which I think is really cool. So, you know, we're friends in that respect. Yeah.
1: Same here. And I think that what happens is we don't really see them as, uh, anything other than partners and collaborators, you know, yeah, it's not a me versus them and it's it's uh we're all in this together on the same team and when you're like that you don't rip off your teammate
0: yeah you know that never even comes into question it's true and you know when when we're talking to others it it might be yeah this is douglas he's our mastering engineer and i might be like yeah this is uh whomever and and uh you know they're my uh uh, recording studio the client that i work with but Mm -hmm. when we're when we're just talking together it's 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 just like you and i you know yeah and uh it's uh, it yeah it is a team thing, and you know here's here's the project, and we're going to work on it. here's what we need to do and, and and you know and we're working in that kind of uh relationship, which is, yeah, it's really cool, so
1: yeah, I agree, so I think that 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 precludes um any kind of impropriety it it fosters a a better relationship that kind of makes that a non a non issue which is which is nice, but I know that's not that's not necessarily what we were talking about originally. But yeah. for us, I think that works well. Yeah. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Please yeah. feel free feel free to download and and redistribute this podcast freely without any <laughs> fear know, of repercussions from you us. You can do that. You can do that. I'm saying, give it away. Give it away. <laughs> give it away. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> All right. Peace everybody. <laughs> Bye well that wraps up another episode of the indie music podcast please like and subscribe share with your friends or just leave us a review on itunes if you like what you've heard find our social links and episode guide at indiemusiccast.com. until next time keep creating